This is episode number 430 of the Health Fitness Podcast by InnerFlight, brought to you in association with Smith This week, we've joined one of the other shows from the London Podcast Roadshow by an awesome guy, the name of Alex Castro. I'm sure you're all going to absolutely love this show. No matter where you are, please enjoy it. I am super, super excited about this show. Another one from my London podcast road trip. And what an absolute pleasure to sit this morning, Mr. Alex Castro. Alex, thanks a lot, mate. Thank you for having me, dude. Thank you very much. Oh, mate. I know we've sort of been in touch through mutual friends for the last few years. I've heard your name kicking around. You've listened to our voices on the podcast. So it feels like we know each other, but it's the first time actually sitting down here in London. So, mate, I really appreciate you. Oh man, honestly, it's a, it's a real honor. Um, seeing some of the guests and listening to some of uh, your previous podcasts, it's a real privilege, it's yeah. privilege to be here. All, all these good guests that we keep getting. Yeah, ma- amazing. It's like such a high standard. No. What am I doing here, dude? <laughs> Someone said that the other day. They're like, I'm, I'm no one, and you've had, because when we send them a little bit of a podcast brief, we're like, yeah, we've got 400 shows, and we've got this guy on it, and that guy on it, and they're like, well, I don't even have a story, but I think I think that's the thing, man, and that's what we were talking about before. Everyone does have a fitness story. Everyone has a journey, so Agreed. let's start with yours, mate. How did you get into fitness? What do you do? Give us the sort of, give us more than just the 90-second elevator pitch, mate. Who are you? <laughs> so, basically, um, I was... A young kid growing up in North London, um, sport was kind of the only thing I, I was pretty good at, you know, so I played basketball up to a really good level. Um, I played rugby, again, another good level, um, always doing other sports like athletics. I mean, I tried football, but my feet don't really work. So when it comes to kicking a ball around, um, and it kind of naturally for me fell into becoming a PT learning a bit more about fitness you know as you get older you start realizing competition in sport is far greater than you probably ever realized and you know being one of the best or the best in a specific sport is I mean it's such a difficult thing right do you think that I mean like we're a little bit older you're a little bit younger than me but I mean when we were growing up um, you wanted to be a professional sportsman, I wanted yeah. to be a professional sportsman, and we understood how hard it was. These days, it must be incredibly hard for these kids, but we still see a lot of kids going after it and chasing that dream. Oh, man, good for them. I mean, the, you know, I'm, I'm, I want kids yeah. to chase dreams like yeah. that, you know, whatever yeah. dream it is, you know. But um, for, for us, because obviously we love sports, you know, the more kids chasing it, the better. I mean, yeah. keep sports alive, yeah. you know. Um, I, I'd like to see... You know, not everyone, you know, I don't want everyone just to keep going for football because it's like the <laughs> highest paid sport out there. Yeah. You know, it'd be nice to see some other sports, um, more triathletes, yeah. things like that, crossfitters now, you know, things that um, just keep people moving. But yeah. um, it's also good to keep the competition side in a, in a, in a child's yeah. life, I think. Yeah. I think they, they need to learn how to lose. Yeah. They need to learn how to be good winners. Yeah. You know, and I think that's an important side. That definitely, for me, there was a lot of losing. So, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it makes you humble. It yeah. makes you humble. And yeah. That day, I, you know, that kind of day where you realize where, wait a minute, man, I'm not, I'm not, I'm nowhere near where I thought I was. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's tough to swallow, but it just makes you a stronger person. Yeah. And then you find a different journey. Yeah. It's you totally find, fine. Yeah. You stay within the area like sport, fitness. Yeah. But 
we, we won't go yeah. down the, uh, the, <laughs> the road that I've trodden before on the show and <laughs> got some interesting comments from of kids getting participation models. I love what you said there, that kids need to learn to lose. I think that's yeah. something that, that is super important, but we'll skip that for the time <laughs> yeah, being. Yeah. Because I get all the parents calling, oh, no, it's good that little Johnny participates. <laughs> yeah, it's great that he participates, but don't give the little... Beep, a, uh, yeah, a medal yeah, for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you're into competitive sport, mate. So it's not a surprise that you sort of moved into the fitness industry then. Yeah. yeah. So I basically um, wanted to become a PT. Yeah. Wanted to pass on some of the you know information, the skills that I learned. Um, and I actually found that quite tough because I'm not really that... I wouldn't call myself academic. I don't really like right. studying. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't think many people do. I think yeah, there's a small minority, yeah, but like, yeah. I don't really absorb information like other people. I don't feel right. like, you know, when I, when I read things, I have to read pages like two, three times sometimes, yeah. you know, just to Welcome get the to my world. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Like I think a lot of people have it, but not many people will admit it, which is my mom said I was dyslexic, but I, yeah, I <laughs> yeah, that's what I, I told myself, but I think it's just bloody laziness because yeah. we want to be so active. All yeah, the time, yeah. Um, so I actually started working in a, in a bodybuilding gym, just no way. cooking chicken for no bodybuilders way. and cleaning toilets and Listen equipment. to this. If you are a personal trainer, if you are a coach, yeah. that is how you start. <laughs> yeah. your, but, mate, come on. That is just the ultimate way to start. Uh, mate, it was the most run-down warehouse called yeah. Muscle Limit Gym in a place called Brimsdown. If anyone's from Enfield listening to this, <laughs> you'll know what I'm talking about. It was just jack dudes lifting heavy shit. Yeah. That was it. Dirty, horrible. Yeah. I mean, I cleaned as much as I could, guys, but it was a the day place. <laughs> <laughs> what a start, man. Oh, man. It was, it, it's, again, humbling. You realize yeah. the hours you have to put into yeah. this industry. Dude. Yeah. Like getting up at five o'clock for the first time in my life. I yeah. Mean, my eyes at that first morning, I was like, oh my God, is yeah. this what I've decided to do? <laughs> so that was the that was the entry into it, mate. Cooking yeah. chicken and cleaning a dirty, filthy gym. Oh yeah, man. But it, How good. Uh, man, you missed those days because all you did was lift, yeah. lift weight. Really? Eat food. That was what you that were taught it. to do, right? Eat. How, how was the fitness landscape then? Because it would have been so different to what people see fitness as today give us a little bit of an insight mate well, well from starting in muscle limit it was basically um for me everything was based on just aesthetics like right. you knew that you had to pile on as much weight as you could mm-hmm. through a certain period and then you had to basically cut your calories cut your carbs cardio for an hour morning sometimes yeah. 30 minutes extra in the evening plus your weights it's such an old school mentality of yeah. fitness yeah it was like five pounds a go 40 pound a month memberships really really cheap really yeah. like bog standard you got one shower you know there's cues yeah. always for it it wasn't any, it was no frills yeah yeah and but people working hard yeah man, man. It was, like it had to t- eventually turn into 24 hours dude yeah people wanted to train it really? was just but you had, you had like your hardcore builders yeah you know people that did a night shift you know um you just had your regular dudes and regular girls in there just unreal mate. but just lifting yeah yeah three four cardio machines really? shared <laughs> were, between the two yeah that were broken yeah, yeah. And dusty as yeah. hell yeah. 
So you start as a as a basically as a gym odd bod mate. Yeah. What did you just love it from the start? You just love the environment, or what? What was it about it? Well, you know, I, I I think in this industry, every every sort of style of training has its own community. So like right. when you're, you know, when you're in a bodybuilding gym, you create like a family of just pure bodybuilders, right? Mm-hmm. It's 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 you le- <laughs> you start getting into the sort of inv- the sport, the 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 whole world of it. Like yeah, you watch these dudes transform within yeah. like a 12 maybe 18 week period right and you just become like obsessed with I've got to have these abs I've got to have those shoulders man yeah look that way yeah yeah um, and it's yeah it just becomes this ad- ad- addiction of just learning more from them understanding what how are they doing it like yeah. you know you just become this big family and that's you, cool you, you know you see them you know, feeding off each other. It's just a great community. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that kind of answered your question. I yeah. wasn't too sure no, if I went off a little mate. tangent. I think it's. <laughs> I, I, I think that a lot of fitness since back in the day was yeah, yeah. rooted in community. Yeah, yeah. I think what we're seeing now in 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 the modern day, which is obviously where we're going to get to with what you're currently doing, is also a lot about community. Yeah. I think somewhere along the way, Globo gyms have 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 broken that down yep. and haven't got it but i think and everyone that i sort of speak to that loves working out and stuff or that has been has come to the fitness industry a lot of us have played team sports so we're people that just love a community and a team yeah. around us and that just shows sort of how you how you got started there in in a bodybuilding gym so yeah it absolutely it absolutely does mate so how how did you progress how did how did your journey continue then you, you obviously didn't cook the chicken and mop the floors forever. No, no. Um, so there's not much money in <laughs> in, in that. So you basically, um, my mother gave me a little loan. Yeah. I think it was something around, I think a course cost me about 3,000 something right. pounds to do like a standard PT course. Right. Um, which, by the way, just to throw it out there to anyone, that doesn't make you a good PT <laughs> if you instantly do one of those courses. Um, oh, no. Although you would think if you're at my age at the time, I was 21, just qualified as this PT. Yeah. Thinking, yeah, man, I'm going to make shitloads of money. <laughs> I am going to be the nuts. Really? And it doesn't work out that yeah, way, does it? Yeah. It's like... You get this qualification, which is box standard information. It's yeah. like standard an- anatomy and physiology. It's standard like, programming. Yeah. You go out there, and again, you're back where you started, but this time in just a, a nicer gym. Right. You're folding towels. You're, you're, but your aim, I had to. I joined a company which was Home's Place at the time. Yeah. Which is now Virgin Active. Okay. Um, you know, it was in Mayfair. So I thought, well, yeah, moving on up in the world. Yeah. Um, but then again, you just got to put in the grind, right? Yeah. You go in there, you do the same things: clean machines, really? fold towels. But your aim now is to build a rapport with members and yep. try and get PT. And again, it doesn't always really it work out because you're now, I mean, mate. You've come through small the fish. most hardcore way, really, haven't <laughs> yeah, you? You know, yeah. I can't, I can't imagine what it felt like. You know, you've taken a loan from your mum. You've you've gone and got qualified, as you say. You think right now I've made it, and you're back. You're just in a nicer place. And yeah. Homes Place gyms back in the day were, were quite nice, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. But you're still just folding towels. But you're now folding towels for the rich people instead of just for the big brute bodybuilders yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, who could be rich as well, obviously. But um, yeah. yeah, so it, it 
it's kind of a it's kind of a strange entry into a career, isn't it? It, it it's an eye opener. Yeah, it's a real eye opener because you could have all of this knowledge, yeah. and even if you've just come out of like a master's or a PhD in sports science or whatever it is you do, yeah, you need to be a good salesman, right? Yeah, and I've gone into this industry never selling anything really and now i've got to sell myself yeah and that's how you make money as a pt right in yeah. these gyms and it's still happening today young kids that go in you know whatever gym they're in i yeah. won't mention too many names <laughs> of the ones i don't like um, they pay a rent or they do hours yeah and then they now have to sell that they're a great pt amongst yeah. thousands, thousands of them and- so what was different about you mate how did you get how did you go about it how did you get your first clients and and what was it like well, I basically, I quit, dude. I didn't. Really? I didn't stay at May, in Mayfair for long. I really? was like, I got offered a position at a more, uh, I'd say a more fitness, leisure center-based gym. Right. Um, with the same guys that owned the bodybuilding gym. Right. Um, and I just became like a fitness manager there. Nice. And that's when I started learning the business right started learning the small things yeah that you have to know to actually run a gym yeah um and then i took it from there so back to square one again this time earning a bit of a salary so there's a bit more income yeah um and i just started doing this style of fitness that not not many people were doing which yeah going from bodybuilding everyone doing bodybuilding it kind of evolved into maybe a bit more circuit training, circuit right. training. Right. Potentially what you would call CrossFit today. Yeah. yeah. Um, just mixing it up. And it, it drew interest. Like, people were interested. Like It's a funny thing, though, isn't it? Let's We've got to CrossFit quite quickly. We're not even 15 minutes in. I yeah, yeah. This. Sorry. And, uh, which <laughs> is awesome. But because you were doing it, I was doing it, everyone was doing it, you're doing something that we sort of... We'd been in those bodybuilding gyms. Yep. We'd done five by five here, five by five there, <laughs> yeah. and there is nothing wrong by five with five by five, folks. For strength, I still love it. We still program it at our gym. Yeah, dude. But trust me, if you just go into the gym and you're picking sort of four different exercises four times a week and doing five by five, it gets really bloody boring. Yeah, it does. And I think that's when we started moving into like before even CrossFit was around or before we knew it, it didn't really travel very well from the States to here until maybe sort of almost 2009, 2010, I guess, is when it, it really... I don't know when the first CrossFit gym would have opened in London. I, um, I'm not too time. sure, but I think there was it was a one in Holloway Road. Right. I think it was... I don't know. It's not CrossFit North London because I know that I one's CrossFit in CrossFit Central London yeah, under the railway arches there. Um, I mean, but that was, I mean, that was a long time after, still after, like, yeah. uh, this period of time in my life. Um, it, it was it's weird, man, because it was yeah. like... But it, the point, the point what, we're, what we're making here, folks, is that there was per- certain fitness professionals that realized yeah. that, okay, these bodybuilding gyms were great. Mm. And you said something before, like it was only about aesthetics. Yeah. And it took hours and hours of just like more sets of five by five. But coaches like yourself Alex started to say okay let's take some of these movements or let's just train a little bit different and put it into a what we then traditionally know as a circuit training and then everyone's like okay this is CrossFit it was quite a weird time wasn't it 
because you, you're you not freak people out, dude. You yeah. freak people out. Like I'm, I use CrossFit, but yep. I'm not a CrossFit. I don't, th- I don't see myself as a CrossFitter. I don't. Yeah. I still struggle with things like muscle ups. Yeah. Yeah. But I still, I've never done a handstand walk in my life. <laughs> um, you know, and for me to spend hours on end practicing a handstand walk is kind of pointless because I don't see where I'm going to be able. To yeah. Where's that going to take? Where's it going to take me? Yeah. I love um, it. Yeah. I totally get it why people do it yeah you know if you're into gymnastics amazing i'm yeah. literally in awe of these people yeah, that can stay course, on their hands right. for so long yeah but for me and my the time restrictions it's just it's not a good use of you my time do it. yeah i'd rather do some wall wall walkouts and yeah, stuff like yeah. that if i'm gonna start working on my upper body strength so you started this a different form of training mate yeah so i kind of just all it was was simply saying to a client you know what dude you're gonna squat nice front squat heavy but after that you're going to slam ball against the wall right that's simple that's simple and it it just took people away from the treadmills and yep you know and all of the uh generic cardio machines yeah and i built a decent clientele but dude i was like i mean what i was charging 25 pounds an hour like given given (laughs) 10 of that given given that to a 10 of that to a a gym just for for being there really you know 15 pounds yeah that was it that was it man none of this 80 pounds an hour <laughs> none of this eight hours a day <laughs> all of this stuff that my dream was that's unreal um, yeah but it, it, it was one of the best times was it yeah because we, you know potentially you know i started something in myself that just continued to progress i was Love like it. this is I've grafted. Yeah. Everything yeah. I get now, I'm earning. I'm like, yeah. yeah, this is it. This isn't about sitting on my ass and just saying to someone, yeah, I'm the best. Yeah. And, you know, kind of showing my pecs off and thinking yeah. that people are just going to come and train with me you because, of the, because I've got big pecs. You're not Arnie. You're not Arnie. Yeah, 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 dude. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not walking around like Arnold Schwarzenegger. What is that, 54-inch chest? Yeah. No way. No way. But like, I've kind of given people, in my head, I was giving people an hour of solid training yeah and they were looking better feeling fitter and they weren't spending an hour just doing one body part yeah they weren't spending an hour doing cardio and they weren't cutting carbs yeah yeah to the point where they just had they hated life yeah. you know <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll come on to the food in a bit but i i love this because it's so much about just just graft and just you've got so much energy and so much passion about it mate which is just amazing to see that you know you started out the hard way and it's it's what you said there it's you were able to spend that time with someone and then they were you made them better you know what i mean and it it wasn't about you weren't earning a truckload of money you weren't able to charge 80 pounds or whatever the rates are now but your satisfaction just must have been through the roof especially during life you came from yeah, you know, like from from cleaning and cooking in a bodybuilding gym. You must oh, have been loving this, dude. Like we we came from um, quite a poor background, so, right? You know, single mum, yeah, raising us just with good values. Me and two other brothers, yeah. Um, we learned to graft, yeah. It, when you get into a job, you th- you if you you son suddenly you become one of two people in my head you become that person that kind of coasts yeah and earns a decent salary for yeah. the rest of your life or you become yeah. a person that wants to grind yeah and at first i was a coaster and then well, yeah. I, I feel like i was like i expected success just because i was there yeah yeah 
But, but it's happening now, mate. It yeah, still happens. Still, uh, today, <laughs> it's even in my head worse, worse today. And I know, I know people that know me are expecting me to say this, but yeah. with social media, yeah. it's a little bit like you're trying to tell people you're successful before yeah, you're actually before successful. You are. Yeah. I'm an athlete without being an athlete because you can post pictures and videos of your selected moments in life. Yeah. Kind of portray that you're this awesome human, but yeah. really deep down you're quite in, insecure and not really working much and yeah. not really earning much and not really doing anything. I actually did a great show yesterday um, with a girl, Rachel Thompson, who does a lot of animal flow at Reach Fitness here in London. And she, I'm always, in, she's, she's a very humble person, so I don't want you to say this in the wrong way, folks. But, um she she always posts these great animal flow routines that she does. And we're chatting on the show yesterday, and I was like, how do you put it together? And she's like, Marcus, honestly, it's sometimes hours of failures. Yeah. It's hours of getting it wrong before I get it right. I'm like, I want to see that on your Instagram. <laughs> yeah, I want to yeah, see yeah. that failure. I want to see like where it just goes totally wrong, like the blooper sort of clip. Because I think you're absolutely right, man. Maybe, I mean, I, I'm probably as guilty as well through through my social media like a lot of time I want to post the, the good stuff and then, I mean to be honest when I had my accident and I was sort of posting stuff from hospital was probably my, my lowest lowest point but it was like it, you have to put everything out there if you're going to put everything out there you have to go sort of all in on it so it's an interesting it's an interesting situation I mean I, I'm, I'm a little bit nervous now that if uh, if you survived being hit by a truck I mean <laughs> I don't want to get on your bad side not at all so mate did so from there to till today yes sir. now you're 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 basically the man at Barry's boot camp here in London you are <laughs> <laughs> one of one of one of many. You're, I mean, yeah, you're the, yeah. the man there, mate. Talk to us about how. What, what, I mean, for those that don't know, what is Barry's? How you got there? What sort of fitness is it? So Barry's boot camp, originally from LA, um, is hit training on the treadmill. Right. To put it simply, hit training on the treadmill with resistance on the floor. So we mix it up. The original concept was thirty minutes of treadmill. Yeah. Thirty minutes of Resistance training using weights, dumbbells, uh, right. bands, med balls. We split the body parts much like a bodybuilder would. Okay. Monday, you got your arms day, Tuesday, legs day, chest back day, today's ab day, core day. Right. And then it's full body through Friday to Sunday. Right. Um, and what Barry's have done is developed a concept where you get an amazing workout. You get all the endorphins you need, you get good resistance training, and you're in a good nightclub environment, I would call it. <laughs> it's like great music, good lighting, you've got state-of-the-art equipment, the treadmills yeah. aren't, you know, your rubbish lifestyle fitness, they're kind of like yeah. woodways yeah. all through. There's a lot of investment gone into this. Yeah. Um, and we create good vibes, man. I think in terms of teaching boutique fitness classes... Yeah. Barry's Bootcamp are number one. Yeah. And I'm not scared to say that to anyone. No, mate, anyone some... that is in the boutique industry in yeah. London, those trainers have come to Barry's. Really? Some have loved us and wanted to join us. Yeah. Others have hated us either because they know we're the best yeah. or because they kind of have a different way of training. It's unreal. I mean, one, one thing you said there, mate, that I want to pick up on, you said in a nightclub sort of setting environment just explain that to us a little bit like 
It's a gym or is it a nightclub? <laughs> yeah, no, it's, 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 a, it's a gym. It's a training facility. It's a boutique gym. But right. we, wanted to, we wanted to make it enjoyable for people. Yeah. So we set the lighting right. Nice red light. You look great under it. Really? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I feel I look like yeah. 10% body fat less if, if, really? you, if, you, if, you, if you go under that light. So nah, it's a, a good thing. It looks great. It, huh? Yeah, listen, yeah. It's, it became more of recent years than just looking good. Right. Barry's is, I mean, especially the boys in London, the two yeah. owners. Yeah. Um, I mean, they've, they've created a family. Yeah, nice. And I think most clients feel that they, they, they're part of something. Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. We, I mean, we're not everyone's best friend. Like, we're, right. your, we're your trainers. We're there to give you a good workout. We're there yeah. to make you better physically. Uh, we're there to obviously get your thinking right at times we you know when we're with our chats one-on-one with them so you know not every trainer is everyone's best friend i know there's people that probably wouldn't come to my class because they probably don't like the way i teach yeah that's totally fine yeah we have a trainer for you yeah suit your personality yeah right absolutely Um, but the bottom line is most people they get on well with us yeah they love us we love them yeah we've we've built this rapport i'm going on a um a weekend away with my 6 a.m. crew. Wow. All right. That's and, very and powerful, mate. We're, we're, and it's non-profit. Yeah. We're just hanging out, dude. Yeah. Because we have something in common. We're going to do an assault course, like massive obstacle course race. So cool. There'll be a few beers shared. Yeah. You know, yeah. Loads of fitness chat. Yeah. And I'm doing it because I want to spend time with them. I'm not doing yeah. it because I'm here to make money off of yeah. them. Yeah. It's just we've become friends. You just continuing to love that team environment and yeah. that sense of community yeah so on, on that mate what who's the target market who's coming to you know we spoke a little bit about the crossfit guys and we can continue to bash them if you like i'm all good with that um, <laughs> no way. who's coming to barry's what's what's your sort of clientele um we have everything from your your well your yummy mummy if yep. you call them your hard city worker yeah our our time slots that you see, your 6 a.m., are like your real grafters. They're those people that don't really have much time in a the day. They yep. work solid hours. So if they don't get it done at 6, they don't get it done. Right, yeah. Um, the same sort of thing with your 7, 10. What? Then you start moving into your your people with a bit more flexible hours, your yep. 8, 8.20s, maybe 9.30s, and so on. Yeah. And um, the crowd does change. Yeah. Um, our lunchtime crowd, the classes are slightly shorter. We try and... We just shade off 10 minutes. Yeah. We throw in a free shake for that. Nice. Just to kind of say, you know, you can still get your workout done. In your lunch just, break. Yeah, yeah, in your lunch break. Yeah, get in, nice. get out. Um, but I, I would say any, anybody and everybody. We had a guy that just did the marathon in like sub 2.30. So he was wow. a regular Barry's guy. Wow. I, I, I personally think he came in to show off a little bit. because, <laughs> But like, he's awesome. I mean, on my own, I'm, I was a client before I joined. So, like, really, it, for me, it was about just getting fitter, learning this new thing, right? Yeah. So, our clients could be anybody. Very anybody. Cool. Very cool, mate. Let's move into a little bit of a discussion about how it's changed because Barry's is, is quite new. Yeah, it's we started off bodybuilding, then we went into global gyms. What we've seen in the industry now is concepts like Barry's yep. F45 is, is, is blowing up it's, yep. it's obviously been huge globally it's here in London you were saying before what's the in your opinion why has the industry moved in that way like what are people now looking for that's 
that's different from before? I, I think obviously people are looking for something that doesn't take up too much time. Right. They're also looking for the privilege of not having to worry about what their program is. Right. You know, your traditional gym induction took an hour. You got given this boring program. But you never did. You, you never did. <laughs> or do two leg exercises, two back exercises, yeah, whatever it was. Awful. Nothing really had any major structure to it. Well, we, what, what the boutiques, I think, provide now is that, that lack of worry. You know, we've just taken something off your shoulders. Yeah. You know, and again, in a busy city like London, the same, I mean, it happens in New York probably yeah. years before it comes to here. Right. You know, fitness is evolving in a way that we're just trying to offer people the best workout we believe that yeah. we can give them in a short period in a of time. short period of time, yeah. You know, we're getting people moving. And I yeah. think that's why so many boutiques are opening up because, I mean, it's becoming fashionable to train now as well. Yeah, right? so yeah. I think people dress better when they go to the gym. Yeah. They're training better stuff. Yeah, Nike are loving it. Adidas are loving yeah, it. Yeah, it's all social. Yeah. Um, again, it creates a community, as you know. Yeah. You know, CrossFit has a huge community. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, I, I guess it's just so much fun, so yeah. much better than just sometimes sitting there and, as you said, five five. And yeah, it's just boring. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if all you're trying to do is shade a few pounds, yeah, or feel a bit better about yourself, then boutique fitness has a place and in I your life. And I think that's really what probably 80% of the population need to do. They yeah. need to just probably drop a few kilos, feel better, yeah. and just move a little bit more. What, what we see, though, mate, is these, these kind of concepts come at a price point, yeah. but you're getting a level of coaching that is not at the price point of personal training. Of so I think that's one thing as well. Like I don't know how many people you'd have in a class at, at, at Barry's. A few, man. We get... Um Anything from 46, I believe 59, you can get wow. in class. It's so a it's, lot of people. It's quite a lot, but you're still in a class environment yes. where you're getting actual instruction and coaching. Yeah. And like you said as well, we don't really want to go to the gym and just go, oh, this is a program, I'm going to do it, and just wait from, for whatever to happen. Like your program is there, and it's, it's done for the people, and it's constantly changing as well. Yeah, of course, of course. And what... Well, Bar I mean, with Barry's, it's like, I mean, there's a lot of people. Yeah. Um, but we are taught to handle that situation in the best way possible. Right. At the end of the day, the, I, don't, I don't think there's any perfect fitness concept. I That's where I was perfection. coming to next. Yeah, yeah cool. There's no such thing as perfection. Yeah. You do the best with what you've got. Yeah. We, we teach our coaches, well, we get taught yeah. how to handle these situations. We always get taught, see someone in a dangerous position, stop them. Right. You know, and again, the, you'll be in a class, and how many times, even at Barry's, yeah. where you're saying, the coach is saying a million times, pull your shoulders back, you yeah. know, nice straight back, whatever it is they're instructing, and there's someone rounded like a cut yeah. hand, right? Yeah. That is going to happen. Yeah. You, you just can't help that. You know, yeah. The best thing you can do is make sure that they are doing things as safely as possible. Yeah, yeah. All right, and... Sometimes injuries happen. Yeah. They're going to happen in any concept. Absolutely. We have to take responsibility as much as we can. And then the person going into there yeah. has to also take a bit of responsibility yeah. for yeah. themselves. Absolutely. If you've never done fitness before, I probably wouldn't just jump into a boutique class. Right. Of you any sort. Just get some decent help, get some one-on-one -on -one stuff right? for five sessions, ten sessions. Yeah, yeah. learn a bit yeah. of basics of movement. Absolutely. 
it's just like I don't understand why people hesitate so much to get PTs and coaches. I yeah. don't get it. Yeah. Like they're happy, and you know this is not. They're happy to spend fifteen pounds on a cocktail which yeah. lasts twenty seconds. Yeah. <laughs> or go out there and buy themselves a pair of trainer's shoes for a hundred, two hundred pounds, but yeah. they won't invest in their health. Yeah, in it's the crazy. same way. Yeah. And it's, a, it's a little bit frustrating yeah. watching that happen, but. I totally understand. You yeah. may not find value in someone's coaching. Yeah. Then find coaching that you find value in. They find value in that cocktail, though. It's yeah, the, find it, value in that cocktail. It is difficult. You know, but it, it's, 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 it's a shame. But, you know. Absolutely, mate. Mate, we've, we've come from, like, if we take your story over, yes, over the last sort of 15 years, we've come from that bodybuilding gym. We've moved to the Globo gym. We're now in a, in a solution that is is so different like we we would just never have predicted that we were working out in a nightclub style of studio yeah. which is what barry's is you know f45 is just a 45 minute workout even crossfit mate it's an hour workout yeah. so we don't we've we've removed the 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 problem that people have of how much cardio how much weight this is where we're at now and you said it we're, we're saving people's time. We're giving them a solution in an hour. Of where do you think it's going, mate? Like, where will we be in five years? Because it's, it's amazing. Like, y- you've worked in, in the different pillars of the industry, if you want to call it that. Yeah. So where will, where will you be in five years? What will you be teaching? Dude, my, my dream was never to be famous, never to be <laughs> super rich. Yeah. My dream was literally to become the best trainer I can be. Right. So... When my time, and I don't see my time at Barry's ending anytime soon, but right. when my time comes, the likelihood is you'll find me in a warehouse space, much similar to your local CrossFit box, yep. teaching local people how to move. Really? And I don't see it being, and I mean, you're a business owner, so you know what it takes to own a business. Yeah. That still scares me. Right. And like, so it should. Yeah, absolutely, mate. It's um, not easy. And you know, everyone comes to Barry's now. We're rammed. We're constantly busy. And they didn't see the days where my boss was on his hands and knees fixing every machine. Yeah, yeah. Fixing things himself. And people forget about that, don't they? They now see the days where he might be sitting having lunch because he's now got 10 minutes to spare. And before, he didn't have any time to spare. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, it's not an overnight success. So... But the dream is still to kind of have my own space, coach kids so we get there early. Awesome, mate. Um, And I had this thing that one day, if I'm lucky enough to become a father, where I could possibly start doing parents and children coaching together. Wow. So to develop a workout that they can do together. Yeah, just instruct, you know, where the parents are there with their kids. Yeah. And it may not be the most intense workout. Yeah. But... The value they're there, is just they're huge. with their child, spending quality time. Yeah, they're all learning, they're all training. What's not, what's not to enjoy about what's that? What's right? not to enjoy? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's it's interesting, mate, because I'm not sure. I'm sure we will package yeah. fitness in a different way in yeah. five years, but I'm not sure what it will look like because I'm hoping. I'm yeah. hoping it doesn't get too lazy. I want the fundamentals and the basics. Making fitness accessible for everyone kind of takes away a little bit of what fitness really is. Yeah. I get we want to get people moving, but you can't say, guys, it's easy. It's not supposed to be easy. Well, that's what I was going to say. You, if you look at it in, in let's, take, let's take Barry's or, or let's take CrossFit or let's take F45, no matter which one of those three concepts we take, yeah. 
people are working harder yeah. today than they were five by five and a little bit of cardio in a virgin active gym five years ago, aren't they? Yeah, so yeah. it's not got easier, mate. No. But we've, we've seen more people involved in it. Of course. We're, Barry's is not easy. No. Like, it's just... Brutal, huh? It's, it's brutal. You get big dudes. I mean, I train with some rugby boys. They, they lift like... Like, they're real animals. Yeah. They can't run for shit, dude. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, you used to run on a rugby field. What's the deal yeah. here? And they're like, as soon as you put them on for five minutes or more, they're done. Really? Like, wow. So, it's not easy. But we're making it more accessible for yeah. people to train in that way. Yeah. But we also, as trainers, we take responsibility for the programming. So, yeah. I'm not there to bash you to the point of you're your begging for mercy. I'm there to kind of tell you to help you progress. Yeah, yeah. And eventually, if you become a super athlete, amazing. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't think boutique fitness is where you find all your super athletes. Yeah. You'll find them more in the dungeon gyms. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm... I'm I know that I'm part of something that is making a difference. Yeah. And I, I, I enjoy that's that nice, part mate. of it. Yeah. If you're coaching 50 people in a class, I think that's super. <laughs> yeah. I think you're making a difference there, mate. Mate, let's talk about your, your own personal fitness journey. Cool. And how do you how do you now train? Like, will you do Barry's one class a day? Or, like, how, how does it work for you personally? Um, so, Barry's did a lot for me fitness-wise. Yep. I mean, if you believe it or not, I, my first 10K was like 45 minutes. And when I was at my peak of Barry's training, I dropped it down to 32 minutes. Wow. It was like one morning, just got up, my fitness, whatever power, whatever running app I had at the yeah. time. And I was like, bang, off I went. Really? Looked at the clock, was like, wow. That's quick. Yeah. yeah. And it's my PB. Yeah. I'm, I, I, I'm a sub 40 10k now but yeah. weighing at like 85 kilos i'm pretty pleased with that that's very good mate but barry's i was a client first so i will still always do barry's because i believe yeah. in the concept yeah very cool um i jumped on the marcus philly awaken series for a couple of series i did one and two yeah it started to get a bit too technical for me yeah. where i was avoiding some of the workouts because right. i couldn't do the movements right and I scaled a lot of it, yeah, yeah. so I didn't invest in the next one because yeah. I thought, well, I'm scaling so much here. Let's yeah. just take it back to basics. Folks, you should definitely check that out, Marcus Philly yeah. uh, program that, that Alex was talking about there. He's a guy that, and that's probably why some of the movements you were not super happy with. He's come from a CrossFit background yeah, six yeah. times. Previous uh, show guest Andre actually interviewed him a couple of months ago so go and check out his I mean his functional bodybuilding program has, has really exploded but some of the Massive. movements are still quite CrossFit based oh, yeah. at the same time but I love that yeah I do love that it's, yeah but I as I, as I said to you I can't I can't handstand walks so yeah if you're going to give me a workout with handstand walks yes I can scale it yeah but I'm not built to take that. I'm not yeah. built for that yeah. type of training. Um, as much as I love CrossFit, I watch CrossFit. Yeah. Um, I mean, I remember watching Rich Froning for the first time and being like, wow. wow. <laughs> yeah. And I stumbled across him looking for supplements. Yeah. Oh, no like way. Like typical yeah. gym bod. Yeah. First thing, yeah, I'm going to get back protein into training. Jokes. Protein, <laughs> BCAAs. Yeah. Um, and I stumbled across him on a supplement company and i was like wow this yeah. is dude 
yeah and he was doing all this stuff and i was like yeah i should try that really? and then i did actually join a box did you yeah and i loved it yeah. and they were great yeah and i started doing things that i never did before like i started working in yeah. intensity i never did before I yeah like, great but did i want to become a crossfit athlete hell no yeah right yeah. i see what they go through yeah I don't want that. And I'm just a regular dude. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, if you compare me to your everyday 34-year-old, yeah, I'm probably a bit fitter than them. Yeah, for sure. Am mate. I an athlete, though? Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah, yeah. What it takes to be the best? Yeah. It's it's just not that I don't know. I don't know what my body could do if I really wanted to. But like, Yeah, yeah. I ain't that bothered. Yeah. I train because I want to feel good. When it starts becoming a job. Yeah. I t it, to me, it, took the f it takes the fun out of it. Absolutely, mate. Mate, one of the pillars that we haven't spoken about is we've spoken about getting the, this part of the population active, and Barry's is doing a fantastic job. I think all these concepts are if, if people take ownership and buy in. One of the things that people really need to take ownership of is their food. Yeah. And I, I've seen a mix of stuff since I've been in London. I've seen a lot more health food stores. I've, I've seen more Five Guys burger joints and I've seen more <laughs> general burger joints than I've ever seen before. But yeah. what's the state of food, how people are consuming it, what people are eating in London at the moment in, from what you've seen? Um, in general, we're growing as a nation. Right. Like, um, it's, and you understandably so because I think the world is currently set up for failure. Yeah. It's so cheap to eat unhealthy, right? Right. You can get a burger for and chips at, at McDonald's for like five pounds. Yeah. But to eat a decent salad, yeah, it's well over ten pounds. Now, if you're someone with three kids, you've got one income coming in your house. That Hard, burger mate. is all you got. Yeah. Yeah. So we're kind of set up to fail. Health food has become so expensive. Yep. People charge stupid money. Yeah. So. At the moment, I don't think it's in a great state. I do right. understand that people are becoming more aware of what they're eating, like yep. especially when they do train. Yeah, yeah. But striking that balance yeah. is quite difficult. People yeah. go to extremes. Yeah. So they either cut out everything yeah. or they don't cut out anything. Yeah, it, yeah. That balance, that medium part of life, that kind of nice area is yeah. hard for people. Yeah, that's what I've seen. I've seen a lot of cafes that are offering healthier food food options yeah. but the price it comes at a, a massive price tag like Huge. you say it's like to get a, a even a decent sort of salad that's something like and that actually fills you up that's not just lettuce tomato and cucumber you know it could be 10 pounds 15 pounds whereas yeah. yeah you've still got kebab stores or fast food stores yeah. knocking a meal out as you absolutely said under five pounds so yeah man yeah and i went to a deli uh, deli sorry yeah deli a couple of weeks ago i had all of this, know where my chicken is sourced from, local farm, local farm this, yeah, fresh, organic, everything. And my basket was like half full and yeah. it ended up being over 50 pounds. Incredible. And I know from shopping in, you know, my whole life and basically cooking most of my food. Yeah. I know that in a Tesco, for example, that would have cost me 15 pounds. Yeah. Maybe 20. Yeah. You know, how are we going to get people who have no money, who yeah. have, are struggling already, who have kids to feed yeah. to eat that 50 it's pound It's a struggle, basket. isn't it, mate? It is. It's not, it's not, it's not, I know that people don't always want to eat this stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's not like people want to have the crap meat and the 
much shit just going off veg. You know, they yeah. want the good stuff. They want the good stuff. You know, Iceland, it's all frozen. They can keep it in the fridge and just pop it out yeah. whenever they need. It's yeah. convenience, right? Yeah, yeah. But if they're out here... It's tough. Yeah, I mean, I think it's... it's, it's people need to back their ideas up, man. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, we've got all these places promoting fitness. Oh, I want you to eat healthy. Well, give people... Th- the chance to buy your food stop charging so stop. bloody much for it yeah. and I know it's hard for them as well as a business but yeah. we're losing yeah it's, we're, I, I think I think you've obviously mate that's so true what you're saying there and I think we're in a really tough situation where people know they should eat healthier but yeah. sometimes the, the financial situation just it just doesn't allow it mate and it, it's, it, people just can't justify especially great example you used there if you're feeding two or three kids as well and you know that it just doesn't economically make or financially make any sense for people to be, you know, to be going yeah. super healthy and to be. Yeah, I, I, I think I think unfortunately on the food side, I don't think the future is super bright. I think um, I remember listening to Rich Roll talk about actually how cheap vegetarianism and veganism is because you just go to the store and you buy lettuce and you buy some potatoes and you sort of can put it together and he yeah. forgot to add that it tastes like absolute crap and yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. it's um but you know so, some of the vegetarians will obviously or vegans will obviously come back and say actually eating this way is, is actually cheap but I, I also don't think it is yesterday i had a full vegetarian lunch and it didn't taste that great and it cost me 12 pounds yeah and it was some kale some sweet potato and some sort of it was like a, a, a frittata of, I don't know what was in it. They called it falafel frittata, but it <laughs> anything like falafel <laughs> I've ever tasted. So I think, yeah, it's, um, I think that's, that's one of the pieces of the pie that we're sort of missing. I think on a fitness yeah. level, we're seeing great group classes like something like Barry's, like CrossFit, like F45 coming in at a good price for people. Yeah, it's yeah. cheaper than personal training. Cool. It's a little bit more expensive than, than, than a gym, but yeah. they're getting a lot more value. But on the food side, I think it's still, I think it's massively challenging. It's hard, man. I mean, at least with, the, with, with what CrossFit does with Barry's and other boutiques, we're trying to sell you success. We're not trying to sell you failure. Gyms, yeah, yeah. in my experience, their profits are based on your failure. Yeah. You pay for a membership, you don't go, they you're win. still paying them. <laughs> yeah. They earn your money yeah. for you doing nothing you, and yeah. not getting anywhere. So yeah. I kind of think gyms, that's probably why it's losing its appeal. Although yeah. some of them, I mean, some of them are great now. Like yeah. your gym boxes and yeah. your, you know, your third spaces and things like that, they're great. Equinox is opening up massive here, so it's yeah. good. But these gyms are cut above the rest because they put a little bit more effort in getting their members moving. Yeah. And I just think... Some of your other brands are, and they know who they are. I don't even know to say it. They're, they're not the same kind of gym. Um, mate, we've had uh, we've had a good a good journey and, a, a, and yeah. a good understanding, mate. You've obviously had an incredible journey and super amounts of respect from where you started to where you are now, mate. Thank you. To wrap it up, we want to use a question that we use with a lot of our guests and sort of puts you on the spot. But I'm sure you'll you'll get a decent answer for us. The 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 question is is in in all of your journey that you've had through the fitness industry. You've obviously learned a shitload. You've had some really interesting experiences. What would be the one piece of advice, life advice that you could give to people that you've learned along the way? My advice is enjoy the ride. Yeah. It's going to get bumpy from time to time. 
but do your best to enjoy the ride. Yeah. We don't have long. Yeah, yeah. You know, we don't. If you're not enjoying it, don't do it. Change yeah. it. Yeah. It's not sustainable. You've got something to change. You know, yeah. it's just about finding that balance. Yeah. And most importantly, guys, if it's not something you are enjoying, you will never keep it up. Yeah. Enjoy the ride. I think that's so true. And it's come through in everything you've said, mate. Like the bodybuilding gym, the cooking the chicken, the sweeping the floors, mopping the floors. You, 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 you explained it with energy and with passion. You actually enjoyed it, right? Love it, man. And then when you stop enjoying it, you change. And then you change again. And I think that's awesome. So... That's it. We evolve, man. We evolve. We evolve. We've got Alex, to. You are an absolute champion, man. I really appreciate <laughs> It's been a pleasure, dude. I really appreciate you taking the time out to speak uh, to us, mate. Honest. I'm sure you've inspired me massively. I'm sure you've inspired a lot of our listeners, mate. And I hope so. We're, um, we're, we're exci- I'm excited from, from a gym owner perspective and also from a fitness consumer's perspective to sort of see the things that we've spoken about play out and yeah. maybe one day I will come to Barry's <laughs> maybe I don't know why I'm fighting it but uh, well, next time I'm in London mate <laughs> Sa- Santa keeps bugging me to come to Dubai and come to Inner Fight so I'll, I'll, I'm sure I'll be over there so sometime we soon have to have a, we have to have a trade you, you do a session at my gym I do one <laughs> yeah, at your yeah, gym yeah. I, I don't think I'll, <laughs> I think I'll be coming off a lot worse than you do <laughs> no, mate, not at all if you're running 10k in 30 odd minutes mate you'll uh, you'll absolutely smash me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry Ladies and gentlemen, Alex Castro. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much, mate. Thank you, dude. Pleasure. Pleasure.